Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome back. Good to see you two. How are you guys been? I'm I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty tired. Yeah, chilling. I turned 26 in in the time. That yes, we... you did. Woo! Happy late birthday, Amanda. And everyone cheered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing my new Doc Martens around the house to try and break them in. Oh my god, breaking mine in was like so bad. I still have calluses on my heels from how bad the blisters were. God damn. I love knowing that all of my friends are queer because I put up a picture of my Doc Martens. It was like, breaking my Doc Martens. And four different people messaged me with care <laughs> instructions. Oh, Just yeah. Just completely unprompted. At least you got, you know, you have people that have your back. 100%. Yeah. Feeling my full, uh, my birthday presents were two Supernatural shirts and a pair of Doc Martens. So I am Dean Winchester trash. Good. Just Zoe got 100%. you the hookup. As yes, you should. Yes, she did. Uh, but hey, everybody. Uh, hello to our listeners. Welcome back to The Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> These, your hosts, Amanda, Evan, and pretty much a third host by now, Lena. Hello. Yep. Welcome. I welcome could be everybody. a third host if you really wanted me to. Truly, I don't really? know. I mean, I'd be open to it, guys. The episodes that we do without you genuinely seem so weird to be doing. I'm like, it's just me and Evan <laughs> doing this now? Uh... Love you, Evan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do a mini. So, oh, I want to plug right up at the top, uh, just because I always throw it at the end and I want to say it at the top. We do have a Ko-Fi, guys, um, and anything that you guys want to give, the Ko-Fi is linked to our website. Um, a couple of people donated on my birthday and like that was really fucking cool and that was yes. nice. And I appreciate you all. And the Ko-Fi is literally just to pay for our SoundCloud subscription so that <laughs> we can keep posting episodes. That's all we are asking for. Um, but yeah, that's in the website, which is linked in all of our social medias that we will, that's linked in the bio below. But let me get that up, done up at the top and then let's get into the actual episode because today we need to recap season 11, episode nine, Survivors. Yeah. <sighs> if we can stay awake long enough. Um, well, okay. The more I think about this episode, the more I'm like, well, I didn't really hate it, but just like the idea that it was, it wasn't really strong. And then the fact that it was so, it's so close to the end. I'm like, I need something to happen. It seemed like a filler episode, which is like, there's nothing bad about a filler episode because normally those are good episodes and they're still good entertainment. But I'm like, you're at the very end of the series. There's no reason to have something that isn't going to further move the, story forward. move the story. Because I'm like, none of these stories that touched on this week's episode really paralleled anything from the previous episode that's been like a big issue it's kind of like they talked about it and then they like ended them very quietly like they ended this yeah harry storyline like it seemed like they did it very like not like up for it seemed quiet like i don't know why like the terry storyline like ep- like just anything from last week that was talked about and filler episodes in shows that are only thir- 12 to 13 episodes long there's no place for them there's like filler filler scenes filler sto- filler storylines but it's like a, f- a whole ass episode where i'm like nothing really happened a filler episode in a show like supernatural or gray's anatomy when there's 20 to 25 episodes a oh, season yeah. whatever a filler episode's nothing a filler episode with four episodes left on showtime on showtime. premium tv showtime because it's like I, I i'm taking a uh, film class right now uh uh well, I'm going to be taking many, but just right now we've been talking about TV and how HBO kind of changed the standard for television mm-hmm. in terms of like, you could have short form seasons, but they were like longer episodes. And so it was considered like quality cinematic TV. It's like yeah, Showtime, I feel like HBO, HBO yep. 
right? Yeah, like, like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones got an hour and a half episode for every episode of their last season. Exactly. And so it's like, I have no clue why it seems like Shameless cannot get a grip. Plus, like, I feel like in past seasons, they have never had an episode in the last four episodes be so much nothing. Yeah, like, it. I, like... I'm not saying like I wasn't entertained. I'm not saying I wasn't like saying I was bored the entire time, but I'm like, I feel like it didn't really go anywhere. And like, I just, especially like you just said, like last season, like season 10, even though it was messy, every episode was banging. I last night, last night, it was not banging. (laughs) The only complaint I really had about season 10 was Carl's garbage man storyline, because I did feel like that was pretty boring. And then not enough Ian and Mickey, but that was because they were trying to like, I understand why that happened. They were trying to- They saved Ian and Mickey for the end of the season. Well, they were trying to fill the void of no Fiona by replacing her with Debbie. And then I think they realized- No one liked Debbie. Not just that, but they were like, she can't be Fiona. Nobody could be Fiona. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just so frustrating. So let's get into the specific reasons we didn't yes. like this episode. So I, I sent you guys a list. So we're going to start yes. first with Carl because his storyline could have been picked up and removed and nothing about the episode would change. Absolutely nothing at all. It it tried to say something and then it said nothing. I think, but it is a good setup for Carl potentially getting radicalized and realizing he needs to be the change in what's going on. That's the only good thing about this story. Yeah, we know that he doesn't quit, but... Yeah, because he's in his uh, uniform and, like, the those behind the scenes of, like, the last scene. Like, I know, I, I did see that, but, like, hopefully it gives it, like, more of a push to, like, good cop Carl. Not, like, even saying, like, he still gets any credibility for being a cop. <laughs> I just yeah. think in the context of this episode, though, if you just removed his scenes oh, yeah. and nothing about the episode changed the why the fuck were they in the episode yeah yeah i mean i think the only thing that would that i would even care about is just like the reintroduction of officer tipping yeah and i didn't even care for that because he's been dead since like the third episode yeah i know he sticks around till the end of the series like he appears in the finale because jim hoffmaster posted a photo with him yeah he was and in was yeah, like, and he was also in the table read uh facetime call or whatever he was in like yeah I don't know. I was just, I mean, it was trying to say something about the whole, like, well, the fucking defunding the police thing, like that guy said, basically, like, uh, one SWAT guy showed up and they were like, what the fuck? This is like it. And he was like, yeah, ever since they defunded the police, it's just me on the ground and a sniper uh, uh, up on top. And they Mm -hmm. were like, what? But it's like, Chicago didn't defund the police. Yeah, no, they yeah, did not. Chicago did not defund the police. <laughs> so, like, and they're playing it as a joke, which is so fucking toned up. And just, just narratively, just structurally, the whole bullshit with him and the girl, like that whole scenario that happened in the last two episodes, if they had just removed that storyline entirely, moved this one up to where those were, and then just yeah. removed him from this episode so that everything else didn't feel like so much nothing... The writers and creators of the show do not know how to edit, and they never have, unless it includes deleting Ian and Mickey scenes, ever. No, it used to be really good. Seasons one through, I would I would even argue seasons one through seven, like, were really good. And then suddenly there was just, just complete 180 of season eight, and it was like, what the hell? What like, show what, are we watching? <laughs> what show are we watching now? I, like, they don't, 
they don't make like I see everybody on Twitter talking about bringing up the exact same point that I've been bringing up for weeks that Shameless cannot have sad moments anymore and like they were bringing up the fucking music mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this scene but in the scene of Mickey crying they were bringing up the fucking music and it's like I have been saying this for weeks yeah. I have been saying this maybe even for months I don't even know like just not to you guys but I've been thinking it they don't like I saw a lot of people on Twitter posting the scene of uh Emmy and Bill having fighting after Monica died where she's like she left I was nine taking care of all of us like the one in the backyard yeah and it was and they were like shameless just does not do scenes like this anymore mm-hmm. you're right they have com- they have just as heavy storylines but they just do not they don't film them the same way they don't edit them the same way they don't it's just like it is so I have such a beef with storylines that only last one or two episodes and do nothing to serve the plot of the overall season. I... Or help the character. It doesn't yeah. or serve the character any good. Right? I beefed with it when it when it was Kevin V just having random stupid bullshit in season ten. And I'm beefing him with it now with Carl. Like, even even keeping the cop thing, if they had just removed one or two like one of the partners or the stupid thing with the girl removed it and moved this up to that and then just not had Carl in this episode, everything would have been fine. Either that or had something that actually was meaningful, like actually had Carl like turning a corner in this episode instead of what seems to be the next episode, Carl's going to supposedly turn a corner. It's like, I wish this whole thing with Tish didn't happen because they were trying to say something about male sexual assault and then they didn't say it. And then they did not say anything. Just, All right, enough of well, stupid enough. Carl and him. Here's the thing about Carl. I us. like him. I think he's likable. Like like mm. Ethan, like Ethan, I really respect like as a person, Ethan Kakoski, but it's like watching Carl just like be completely turned into like an unrecognized like I get that they're like oh, character development. It's like I am so bored. And it's so hard for me because I really like Ethan. So one storyline that actually is serving what's going to end up being their fucking storyline at the end of the thing Mm -hmm. is Kevin V. The Kevin V thing I actually enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I have something to say about this Kevin V storyline. Where did all of this Kev's being a bad dad slander come out of He nowhere? was the best dad when the kids were first born. He was the best dad. Where did this come from? All of a sudden, like Carol all of a sudden talking shit and making V being like, oh, where are the kids? And then Tom, uh, Kermit being like, oh, V left you with the kids. I was like, where did this come from? What happened when V literally left and Kev was like, I care about these babies more than you care about one of the fuck me. He took care of those kids. He watches them. He like, and all of a sudden he's just unfit and he's, he's lazy. Like, I'm like. It's the dumbification of the men in the show. They're like, ah, they're bad at being dads. Like every time. Like it just was out of nowhere. Oh my God. The, the himboification of all of these men in the show. And it's like, I get it. Like, it's fun to be like, oh, stupid man. But like. You can't just, like, completely backtrack how they used to be. Yeah, like, Kevin is such a good dad. Like, are they hiring writers who have never seen a single episode? It seems like it. It seems like everyone's character development from, like, the last two seasons is just kind of, like, wiped away to create these, like, caricatures of all their characters for this last season. Like, I especially noticed it with, like, Ian and Mickey. Like, maybe more so because they're, like, not in their, like, large storylines anymore, so they're able to be, like, just human beings but it just seems like ian and mickey are like caricatures of like what they used to be well because everything used to be so dramatic with them because they had such yeah 
and like that's exactly what you said with the tone shift of everything. They had so many outside sources keeping them apart, and now that they don't have that anymore, the writers like do not know how to write for them. Yeah. But going back to like the Kevin V of it all, like it's for me, it's the every single time they have a dad in this show, they're like, oh, he's bad at being a dad. Like every fuck, Lip is the only one they let be a be a good dad. He's the only one. It's so frustrating. It's just like at a base level, season eleven as a season of TV is not objectively bad but season 11 when you think about seasons one through five seasons one through seven and how fucking good they were it's like this is a completely different show like like if this if this was a show if this was a show if season 11 like let's get rid of like uh the selling the house storyline if season 11 was the first season of a show that i had never seen before with the whole same family i would be like okay the show's like this this isn't bad at all like this is kind of fun but because of the like complete 180 from what they used to be i'm like i cannot do this i miss the old shameless Another thing I really noticed is, like, especially how you mentioned, like, since season eight, like, the whole, like, it's a completely different show. We were noticing, like, a lot, like, every single shot was done with, like, a, like, a standing cam. Like, every shot was shaky. Like, they were panning the entire time. Like, nothing was done with the steady cam. It's shot like a comedy. It was shot like a sitcom. That's exactly. We were like, this feels like it's like, what did we say? Arrested Development. We said it felt like Arrested Development. Oh my God, it totally does. Like, and like, especially like the V and um her mom scenes, like the way the framing was and the lighting, I was like, it just felt so wide and more like I wasn't there, like how late, like earlier seasons felt. Like you felt like you were in the scene, like you're invested. This one, I just felt like I was watching from afar. Just especially in the bar, like the bar and Ian and Mickey scenes, I felt that the most with them just like every single shot they were moving. Like you could see like every single Kev shot, they were going back and forth between like her and the kids. Like they weren't cutting, they were just moving. And it just felt so like motion sickness. <laughs> You're so right. When and, and that's not even to say anything about like Ian McDonald. Well, I don't think yeah. he did. did he, he did direct this last episode. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's been a director on Shameless for like years. So that's not that's not to say anything about Ian McDonald because I think he's a fantastic director. It's just like it's not saying it's bad, but it just it didn't feel like an episode. I didn't feel like I felt like I was watching it from afar. Like it doesn't feel like Shameless. It's I'm like I'm going to say again like we say all the time, the moment that they started being a comedy and stopped being a dramedy, they stopped being good. Like they're just Oh, ha, ha slapstick. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You have substance. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, they they got rid of the sex. And like, honestly, like, objectively- They got rid of the sex. <laughs> they got rid of Emmy. <laughs> well, Emmy left because she deserved it. They got rid of the nudity. And it's like, okay, like, you know, that's great, actually, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, for actors, maybe it's a little difficult to film nude scenes. Yeah. Especially, like, because I know we've heard about, like, John Wells- and like his treatment of the actors sometimes i mean you know emmy did that interview where she was like yeah i was fully naked like no no modesty patch or anything like that i was fully naked i was really uncomfortable so it's like at a, you know like outside of it i'm like okay this is probably a good decision in the long run but i'm like they don't know how to write if they're not writing sex yeah and sebastian just made this comment he said it felt more like a hall of shame episode with the pacing of it than it being an actual episode truly and speaking of that that's when i get into the frank of it all because i texted while i was watching it. i was like 
this Frank storyline continues to be good. And then after the third scene of him doing the exact same thing, <laughs> like, actually, this is fucking boring. Because here's the thing about a dementia storyline. It's only interesting when the dementia patient is around other people that know they are a dementia patient. When it's just him literally repeating the same scene over and over and over and over again, it's repetitive, yeah. it's boring, and I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, his interaction in the morning with, like, Carl and stuff, like, that was funny. He, like, was, like, the cabinet and, like, all that stuff. But then when it was just Frank alone and then when they also had him interact with that, uh, she said she had Alzheimer's, right? When they were, that, okay, look, that was kind of funny because they were going back and forth. But I was, like, even then, I was, like... See, that scene was fine, but when he did it three more times... Yeah. I didn't think we had to see every single person that was in the old crew. I think the first guy and then the woman with Alzheimer's would have sufficed. I don't think we needed the last guy that Frank just started being a bitch to. I think it could have just been a quick scene of, like, oh, I'm getting the gang back together, and then it's, like, no, and then he just leaves. And then, yeah. like, because I, I did appreciate the scene where he came back to that first guy because it's like, oh, okay. But, like, yeah, dementia storylines, like, I brought up I brought up BoJack Horseman as being a really good example of, like, a dementia storyline with BoJack's mom. Dementia storylines are really only mm, impactful when they're around people that they already have relationships with and you watch them either lose that relationship or change that relationship fundamentally. That's what's really interesting. The dementia patient themselves... That's why that last scene in the freaking last episode hit so different because it was finally everyone in one room just collectively being like, oh, fuck. And on a smaller scale, that's why the first scene with Carl and Liam and everybody in the kitchen worked because it was them instead of mocking Frank being like, oh, Frank, the cereal bowl's up there. And like, it's it was a it was a shift in tone of how they treat him because now they have this new information. That's why that scene was good. Yeah, like they're they're not being mean to him anymore because they're like oh my god i really feel for him it's like the storyline is not about the dementia patient themselves it's about yes the other people around them yeah that's always how it i think it should work because it's really hard to get into the mind of a dementia patient they've you know so it's just it was it was boring repetitive i think a couple scenes could have been cut out of, of frank's Speaking of people whose scenes I would like to be cut, uh, Debbie still exists for some fucking reason. I hate you, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie, I don't care about anything she does. They need to stop trying to dress her like a lesbian because they're not doing a good job. Just immediately, too. I had sex with a gay guy. I probably have AIDS. Whoa! The way that what? her gay brother was just like, what the fuck are you? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but he, I feel like Ian also was playing it up. He was like, yeah, you definitely should get checked out. Do you think he was just doing it to bullshit her? Oh, he hates Debbie. That's why. He was probably fucking with her. Yeah, he hates Debbie. He was probably like, oh my God, you're dying. You're dying. You're dead. Because also he was like, he was like, everybody's on prep. Like, like you probably don't have AIDS. And then he was like, oh, but you probably have syphilis. <laughs> also love how she just casually was gonna say that lip raped her and did incest and get him convicted and send him to jail something is seriously what, wrong what is with wrong her. with her brain i want to dissect it and beat her to a pulp like why do the writers why are the writers so determined to make us fucking hate this girl like i hate her so much why do the writers love pedophiles and rape? That's another question I'd like to ask. It's over and over and over and over again with them. It's the same storyline with a different character that just has a conflict. 
And this time it gets a different resolution. And a different resolution. So let's convict my brother of incest and send him uh, away for five years. Your brother with a newborn that is just trying to sell the house and get a better (laughs) life for all of you. Hmm, But what if I throw him in prison? I will say, okay, so that after that first scene, well, in the kind of in the middle of that first scene when Liv was like, what the fuck? I thought that was so funny. I think Jeremy's just really funny. Jeremy is very funny. No, he's really good. Jeremy's really holding this season together. He is carrying this season on his goddamn back. Him and him and Noel are fucking carrying this goddamn season. I think the I could have done without the clinic scene with Debbie. I think that the 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 only scene that I really cared about with her, I guess, was when Liam called her. Yeah. And then when her and Lip had a resolution at the end. Yeah, the scene in the beginning with the wall, Liam's call, and the end. That's all we needed to see from her. Yeah, the only Debbie part I cared about was, yeah, the last scene with Lip. And I thought it was a really good scene between her and Lip, but I just hated that I was like, this could have been solved three episodes ago, that you didn't need to be this crazy psychopath. She should have just been like, I'm sad. Yeah, when the resolution was just, let's have a dinner once a week, I'm sorry, that did not... Yeah, when the resolution is, we're gonna live a block away. But the fact that she was like, I don't want Franny to grow up alone. You should have just said that. You should have just said that. Why was it so hard? (laughs) And then in the preview for the next three episodes, she's still fighting him selling the house. Like she's still, like the preview for the next three episodes are like, you're not selling my house. Like- They forgot. I thought we solved this. I thought, I thought we solved this. Well, cause she's, yeah. Well, she said she think about it. She didn't, she, cause he brought up the whole dinner thing. And then she was like, I'll think about it. But he took that as like a yes. Obviously it's going to be a, yes. yeah. it's going to, she's outnumbered at this point. Yeah. She's outnumbered, especially now that Lip got Liam on his side. But before we get to that, some more waste of a fucking yeah. storyline. Whatever the fuck that mob thing was. Oh my God. Oh my God. Literally a, to- literally a Sopranos parody. <laughs> I honestly thought it was pretty funny, but I was really disappointed that's what the outcome was. I wish it would have lasted long. I like why I I felt like if they were gonna do something like that, like like they hyped it up so much in the previews too. Like like I was invested, like I was invested up until they got picked up by the mob guys, and then I was like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I just wish that the the storyline would have lasted longer. I wish the guy would have been like an eye for an eye. You know, instead of just being like, can you fix this little car for like my my son or whatever? Yeah, it's like- And like, it's the fact that I know that now that storyline is dropped. Like, then why did it exist in the first place? I just- Why why was selling Born Free such a big deal then? Yeah. Why was the stolen bike such a big deal just for a whole bunch of nothing? And Brad all of a sudden is now okay, even though last episode he was having a panic attack the entire episode. I just don't understand how the writers looked at- like, do they not look at, at like, index card, their, their storylines on a big thing at the beginning of the season and go, that's a waste of time, that's a waste of time, that's a waste of time. Like, why- They don't watch the episode before they write a new one. And suddenly it's like, oh, the police have just totally dropped their case. Huh? And also, like, my first, like, when Brad first said he was like, oh, the numbers are off, I thought they were saying that, like, they were gonna get busted for stealing more, but it was just an insurance fraud thing. And I was like, why even make that a comment if it's not even gonna go anywhere? Literally, because it's like, I don't anticipate the mob storyline coming back. So No, I don't either, because the only reason... They were saying the only reason, like, Lip explained, like, they were hiking up the price so they could get paid more if they don't, when they don't find the price, the the things or whatever. But, but this is not going to continue. You just fix some stupid, 
like car or toy and now this is the storyline's cut so now and yet like still no mention of lip sobriety this lips brad's main storyline lip sobriety still not mentioned from these past experiences and then all right after after we lose this born free please tell me what's going on in lips storyline besides him needing a house nothing i feel like i honestly wouldn't put it past shameless to be like oh yeah we had lip break his sobriety for like one silly moment one episode and then he's like fine and then he went to aa once and the only resolution we got was mickey being like are you back on the wagon like literally the only thing that i am like hanging on to of acknowledging that is all the previews we've seen of mickey throwing a punch at lip like tell me it's because lip is drunk i'm begging you to say it's because lip is drunk oh yeah i'm so excited for mickey and lip to brawl i feel like it's dead i feel like it's dead dad related though Really? I don't know. I would Mickey still be doing that? I feel like it has to be more of like personal. Well, because I feel like they gave him that resolution this episode, and it's like even then that didn't feel like a very good resolution. They didn't. I don't know. I feel like Old Shameless would have totally explored the complexity of like what t- what happens when your abuser dies. Yeah. How the fuck do you cope with that? Hold on, I want to tie in Lip and Liam before we do this real quick. That's what I was gonna say. Let's get to Liam. Yeah. I the one comment I have for Lip to get some redeemable quality. But also at the same time, he gets, he's on my shit list. The, his scene with Liam at the end of the episode. Um, Liam is just so... I am really upset because it took him that long to have that conversation to just be like, okay, you are okay to live with us. First of all, my first comment was, did Lip first of all fuck the fucking talk to Tammy at all because we know how he did no he didn't no he says in the scene I had a talk with Tammy he says that yeah but I don't think he actually did he says that but how many times has Lip said that and then but the audacity of them for this whole storyline to be progressing like the last like three episodes or whatever for him now just to be like Liam what the heck you're gonna live with me this kid has been spiraling on his own for so long and no one had the audacity to just be like, hey, Lip's gonna. It's not even like he hasn't been mentioning it to them. He's literally been like, I'm going to be homeless. And they're all He's like, like, I don't have anywhere to live. Help me. And then they, even at the end of like, like those main family conversations at the end of their conversations, they're like, right, Liam? Where's Liam? Like, <laughs> they never included him. He was never involved. And also Kate Miner, not even in that episode at all. I would like to see Maybe it. that's when she found out she was prego. So she was like, I gotta leave for a day. Yeah, they were probably trying to limit her screen time because she was probably starting to show by the time they, they filmed that, what, a month, a month or two ago? Maybe. Yeah, because she's showing right yeah, now. She and is, they just she's pretty, she's pretty damn pregnant. Good for her. But let's just go ahead and give Christian Isaiah the props he deserves for all the scenes he did on his own in this episode. It was fantastic. I... Fucking love that kid. When he was pretending to be homeless, I was crying. He he tried out being homeless and then he's like, no, I'm gonna go back home. And then he gives money to an actual homeless person. I know. He's just the sweetest character. He's a good actor. Best kid. Oh yeah, Christian Isaiah. What like amazing decision to recast. Christian Isaiah was also in a Chadwick Boseman movie where he played young Chadwick Boseman. He was it was so good. Yo. I, I just, I love this kid. He's just so cool. What movie is that? Uh, 21 Bridges. They filmed that in Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Liam, Liam was, kept me entertained his entire, like, scenes this episode. I love that kid. Remove Carl and Debbie and give Liam all that screen time and I'm fucking happy. Oh, yeah, no, give Liam more screen time. 
remove Debbie from the entire series. I'm done. I don't think Liam has ever had a storyline that I was not interested in. Like, oh, yeah. Even yeah. the even the um the private school thing I liked. Mm-hmm. The thing with his with his friend where he like went on a cruise with him. Oh yeah, I his liked. rich friend. Um, yeah, it's like I, the the finding himself as a black man. I liked. I was just with, like, oh, I love that. Like, I don't think Liam has ever had a bad storyline. The cocaine storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Liam's ever had a bad storyline, so he is my favorite character now. But actually. I am glad that Lip is taking him in. That moment that Lip, like, took, that they hugged, when he cried and when Lip hugged him, that gave me big, like, Lip schlepping him back and forth to his dorm room season, season four, four vibes. vibes. Uh, yeah. Lip carrying Liam to college really hit different. Like, sleeping on the subway with Liam on his lap. Oh, shut up. It's so <sighs> cute. All right. Are we ready for the meat and potatoes of this episode? Okay, meat and potatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Uh, first of all, Noel giving us incredible... I under, Like, here's the thing. The beginning scene of Mickey crying and Ian being like, dude, what what's happening with your face right now? I understand why it was played a little comedically, because even Mickey was like, I don't know. I don't fucking know why I'm crying. I don't know. I don't why know. I'm and crying. like, we've all been there. But it's like Noel giving us Noel giving us acting and then it's quirky upbeat music. What is wrong with you people? But hold on. Let me defend. We've all been there. We've all been like sobbing hysterically and being like, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening. And like, I get why that was played for comedy, but also, yeah. Yeah. And then Ian was like, are you crying because your dad is dead or that because you didn't get to be the one to kill your dad? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, we've never seen Mickey cry like that, which is why the that was the only reason why I was like, no, we've never seen Mickey hysterical cry. That was the only reason why I was like, I wish it would have been more dramatic. I also hate every single person on Twitter that's like, this is exactly what he looked like when Ian left him at the border. I was like, hey, There's hey, something wrong with you people. <laughs> I cannot keep defending you, but I. What I wish would have happened was last episode when Terry actually died, they walked in, saw him. I wish that scene would have been a little longer. I wish we would have seen Mickey start to break down. I wish we would have, it would have cut back to them crying or something. Break break down, maybe run out of the house, you know, cry or whatever. And then like a little hug or something. That's all I, and then this scene, and then, so then this episode when it's played for laughs, I would be like, oh, okay. Well, at least we got that little like sad moment. Yeah, now it's just Mickey yeah. being like hysterical, being like, it's okay, you've had your grieving time, but like enough. <laughs> I am also not here for people shitting on Ian for the way he reacted to it because Ian also has trauma related to Terry. Ian can react to this death whatever fucking way he wants to. And at the end of the day, he was there for his husband the whole time, even if he didn't get it. And Ian also has a dead parent, so she, he, so he understands as well. The memes yeah. are so funny of Mickey being like, I'm crying, I'm crying, and then Ian being like, y'all hear something? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But like, everybody that's like, well, Ian's just not being supportive. I'm like, he very much is. He sat down, he reached out, and then Ian, and then Mickey blamed him for Terry's death. And he's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna walk over here for a minute. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go get his coffee, give you some space to chill the fuck out, and then I'll come back, okay? Yeah. And then he's with him all day doing the thing all day. Like he's being supportive and he's being there. So everybody mm-hmm. that's here to shit on Ian about it, I'm not here for it. And then the part when Mickey's crying and he was like, it's your fault. You hired the fucking nun. And he was like, all right, yeah. enough. He's like, enough. It was so funny that, and then later he brought it up. Well, cause he was like, was she even a nun? And then later he brought it up and he was like, he was like, he, yeah, he was killed by a nun. Or some bitch in a nun costume. We don't know that yet. It's like, okay, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I did love the little moments of Mickey 
like recounting this funny thing from his childhood and and Ian going like um and Mickey going like oh fuck oh fuck my childhood was super fucked up oh my god oh my god, god when they're in the funeral home <laughs> I have to talk about midair. If you guys will let me talk about midair, I have to fucking talk about it because I I need to tell everybody about midair. Um, the Adam Devine thing. Oh my god, he's so funny. Well, okay, so uh, in the episode, there is a part where Mickey pulls out one of Terry's knives from the box of stuff, and it's uh, dodge the dagger. It's a dagger, and it's uh, it's like covered in Nazi like logos and things like that. It's definitely like some sort of artifact, and he goes. Uh, we used to have this game when we were kids. Our My dad would throw the dagger at us and we'd try to dodge it. And he was like, it was really fun. One time I caught it midair, cut the shit out of my hand. He was so proud of me. And Ian's like, aw, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Something's seriously wrong with you. So Adam Devine in his stand-up special has this part where he talks about... Uh, midair midair like the the concept of midair and he's like he's like i caught it midair and then he's like midair is something you only say in your youth as an adult nothing's midair because anything that you catch in the air is midair if it wasn't midair it would be called picking it the fuck up you stupid stupid child (laughs) and so the second mickey said midair i was like oh my god midair (laughs) oh my god I did. I love that moment for Mickey processing. He's like, he's trying to give himself something comforting. And then he's like, oh, that's super fucked up, actually. Big Dean Winchester vibes is all I'm saying. (laughs) He was dressed like him, too. Ian's face in the last, like, second of that scene. I, oh, my God. What is Cam doing? Do you you know that face he made? He's like, it's when he bugs his eyes out. He, like, he, like, stiffs his neck back and, like, bugs his eyes out. And it's the most terrifying look. Let's talk about a serious part of this for a moment. Um, Not them making the fact that a Jewish woman broke Terry's heart the reason that he's a Nazi. Uh, as a Jewish person, so, so wrong. So wrong. I literally, because it was like, obvious, I mean, good for them being, good for Rachel being like, he killed my fucking dad. Of course I'm not going to marry him. Yeah. Like, but it's just like, you. it's like, it. it is so hurtful and harmful to be like, blaming jewish people for anti-semitism mm-hmm. no what the fuck is wrong with and you and also her marrying an a, a black guy is what makes him be racist, racist? like what yeah. what but also i like how they at least it's rooted down that he killed the guy before all these other things so he already had some very deep-rooted issues before those actions so at least we can say all of his problems are from that yeah, i guess but it's like but it's like, damn, fucking blaming Jewish people, like blaming the dad and blaming Rachel for somebody else's anti-Semitism. Yeah, for his entire life, his entire life and his abusive tendencies. Something seriously wrong with these writers. I don't care that we're supposed to know that Terry is a fucked up piece of shit and that nothing about his brain makes sense. The fact that they are saying that at all, it just puts, it sets such a bad precedent, puts a bad taste in my mouth as a fucking Jewish person. Yeah. Yeah, like I want I I wanted you to be able to address that cuz when that happened I was like this is deeply fucked. This is yeah. not okay. Piss me off. Evan, what were you saying? Oh, no, you basically got the premise of it. Just like yeah. how all of that is just deep-rooted from that one interaction in his life. Yeah, something seriously wrong with these writers. 
Yeah, like, we all had that moment of relief, like I said, that they're like, oh, they didn't make him secretly gay the whole time, and that's why he's homophobic. Like, no, they blamed a Jewish woman for his Nazism. That is so much worse. So much worse. So much worse. worse. Because at least the secretly gay thing is, like, a trope that's been done before, so I would have been like, ugh, lazy writing, like, don't even give a shit. You know, because it's like, homophobia is, like, something really, like, internalized homophobia is, like, a really complicated topic so it's like yeah this trope's been done before but at least it's like somewhat realistic but it's like god damn the nazism they also this show is entirely too willing to show us like confederate flags and swastikas like they're entirely too willing to be like look at all this shit they could have had them look in the box and go like well that's a bunch of fucking swastikas like we didn't need to see it we didn't didn't need to see a framed photo of hitler also having terry send a jewish woman a box of Nazi paraphernalia. What the fuck is wrong with him? What's is wrong with them? And then also, he's had that box for the last how many decades just waiting to give it to her at some point? Like, that box was just waiting there that said for Rachel. He just had it waiting. I am glad that as soon as, like, Ian and Mickey found out she was Jewish, they were like, yeah, you probably don't want this stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. instead of just giving it to her and being like, this is his last dying wish. Like, fuck you guys. But yeah, I mean, the show, like upon rewatching, it's just like, oh my God, every single character, so much anti-Semitism. Oh, Jews run the media. Jews are selfish. Jews are greedy. Jews, 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 Jews. And I'm like, all right. All right. Enough. So anti-Semitism is alive and well, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it was deeply fucked up. Um, And like, and trying to like stay in the Mickey processing of it all while all of this horrible shit is happening in front of you is so fucking hard to do I'm like i can't actually process the fact that mickey is trying to process his abusive dad's death while you are blaming a jewish woman for this white man's nazism yeah. i just can't do that something tells me john wells is like a little anti-semitic if not a yeah, lot a little bit too willing to write all this shit into his fucking show a little bit too willing to do that <sighs> yeah also, Ian is an idiot. He's like, well, he killed your dad, so your dad was out of the way, and so you could marry him. And she's like, yeah, he killed my dad. Yeah, she was like, something's seriously wrong with you. Why would you say that? Yeah. I don't know. It's just... And even Mickey's like, hey, dumbass. Like, <laughs> even Mickey was like, that was so fucking- the The himboification of Ian. Also, I, I don't know. It was so hard to watch this episode sometimes because Cameron was being a shithead this week on Twitter. So I'm just like, I cannot look at his face. And this scene at the end, I love Supernatural. Literally. Oh yeah, the fucking throwing the Zippo into the, like the whole lighter into there. It's like, are you serious? They're even their jackets. Their their outfits, yeah. Do you think Sam and Dean ever sang over a body? <laughs> <laughs> also, what's up with them singing again? They get, they're really, Cam's really promoing his singing career at this point. He just- He's like, I got an EP coming out soon, maybe, so- it's called uh it's called ginger oppression. The ginger oppression. I said it on my TikTok. I'm like, let's who keeps letting Cameron sing? Who keeps telling him that's an okay thing to do in an episode? Let's never Literally, do that again. We've gotten Mickey and Ian singing twice in one season. What is happening? Twice twice in two episodes. I get it. I remember back in season five, the Love is a battlefield. That was very cute. We do we don't need it over and over. Well, but it was because they were like, it's because they were drunk and like well, having a good time. Not and then, burning his I mean, father. the rain on me, it was like funny because it was like something that happened to them earlier that day. 
singing over your dad's dead burning body. <laughs> and truly when Ian was like, when Ian was like, oh, I know what Terry would love. I thought to stick it to Terry, Ian was going to like give Mickey a blowjob or something. Like that would have made so much more sense. So much more sense. Or like, well, because like they had Karen pissing on Eddie's grave back in season two. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, I just wish, I wish things would have gone differently. Yep. Yep. Anyways, this episode was boring. But Lip, so Jeremy Allen White and Noel Fisher, let's be clear, were the winners of this episode. And Christian. And Christian Isaiah. Christian Isaiah, number one, Noel Fisher, no. Christian Isaiah, number one, Jeremy Allen White, number two, Noel Fisher, number three. And I that's agree. only because they just didn't give Noel Fisher enough to do in this episode. Yeah. He just did great with what yeah. little they gave him. <sighs> it was a lot. And then, but we've also gotten a promo for, I think, I don't think next episode, I think for the rest of the season, that promo was for. It looked like only next episode, uh, again, according to the outfits. Ian and Mickey getting a condo, maybe? Oh yeah, I saw the photo of them laying on the bed. You know, some the only, I know I was talking to you guys about that and being like, uh, like, it seems too normal for them. I feel like their status as felons will make them not eligible to get that. They couldn't pass a background check. Oh, true. Let's not pretend that this show exists in reality. So true. Remember freaking <laughs> Carl was able to get shit at, like, 15 with all of his money. They're not gonna let them Carl be. is a cop who went to juvie. Yeah. Yeah, but that was kind of a weird blip in the system. They kind of explained that because they were like, Oh, well, he went to juvie, but then he was like, I'm reformed, applied to military school. But then he kind of got like shat on at military school. Like they made him graduate just because they didn't want him there anymore. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that storyline. The only reason he got the cop job was because of the the undercover garbage man thing. And also because of COVID, they were like understaffed. So they just hired like anybody. Yeah, That's what they said at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And it's like, this shit makes no sense. So let's just say this show doesn't fucking exist in reality. And I like the felon thing wouldn't, I think it would be more of a finance thing. But if what Tommy said in the preview of him being like, they're just sitting there empty, that people might be desperate to get rid of them. And Ian and Mickey might make a good deal on a condo. That is fair. I, I don't know. Condo living seems too normal for them. Yeah. Truly don't remember anything else from the promo. I remember... Debbie looking for her own place. She's not having a good time. I know that next episode is when Frank gets his tattoo. Frank and Liam oh, yeah. have a storyline together. Mm-hmm. Something fake kid. They're staging a kidnapping. Kidnapping related. Oh, good for them. Oh, Frank. wait, wait, wait. This is probably... A, I remember in the description it said Frank and Liam try to sabotage one of Liam's classmates so that Liam could get into STEM school. Oh, okay. So oh. something to do with that. Oh, also, the after credit scene in this episode, did Frank pull off the heist? He, yeah, he pulled it off. I, I, me and Sebastian at the end were just like, he, he did it. He did it. <laughs> I thought, I did think that was kind of funny. I, like a fool though, I was sitting here knowing, Lena said it's going to be in episode 11, but I don't know, sitting here the whole time going like, where is my cuddling on the bed scene? Where is my cuddling <laughs> on the bed scene? It's in episode 11. I promise. I promise. I looked at the outfits, guys. The outfits do not fail. <laughs> That painting is worth $40 million. We have a print of that painting in my house somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That- I Honestly, what also could have happened was that Frank, being dementia, walked into a store, saw the painting, and bought and, like, stole it, and was like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you know they're not going to bring it up. 
they're not going to bring it up at all. It's going to be a stupid throwaway thing. It was a stupid fucking waste of time scene that they threw in at yeah, the end. Yeah, but it's a fucking end credits scene. Like, who gives a shit if it's throwaway? And they throwaway? didn't even say it in so many words, so people who didn't know what type of painting that was could have been like, what's that? Okay, but just on the thing, like, it's an end credit scene, it's throwaway. But they also sometimes do wonderful things with their end credit scene, like bring in Jimmy when none of the cast oh knew Oh my god, yeah, true. But, like, I don't know, this whole episode was kind of throwaway, so having an end credit throwaway scene was kind of just like, well, well, last, last episode we didn't even get an end credit scene. Nope, we didn't. No, we didn't. Why didn't Shinola get to do an end credit scene? That's Why annoying. hasn't anybody but, like, Frank and Lip and Ian once done uh, an opening. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie Debbie had a previously on Debbie, this season. Debbie, it's, it's been it. like, like Carl hasn't had one. No, Kevin B had one. None this episode was there. No, there was the Frank one with, oh, the, the Frank one was actually kind of funny because he forgot to paint it on his back. <laughs> yeah. Just a little guy. <laughs> so this episode was lazy and boring and we didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I have decent expectations for the next one but we'll have to see uh what the screeners say three episodes left yeah because the screeners even told us this week they're like here's the thing don't expect anything this week be disappointed i trust Catherine with my life also wait at the kevin v kev loses the girls at the end of the episode and never we never see him find them also those girls ate okay they said those girls ate a shit ton of those edibles Tommy and Kermit ate, like, four of those brownies, and they're grown men, and they were off their asses. You're trying to tell me these little girls ate all of these edibles, and they're okay. Like, I will say, though, Kermit was really funny in this episode. Yeah, I don't like that Kermit didn't do anything, but I love him. I like him. I just, I think he's a really neat. <laughs> I really I like Kermit. Really Kevin's like, Kev's like, Kermit, you're not going to help me out. I was like, what am I going to tell you how to parent your kids? Like, he's like, he's like, I don't know. Where was Tommy this episode? At work or something. That's what they said. They were like, oh, he's probably at work. And Kev's like, it freaks me out when you're here by yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I just, I like Kermit. I remember when he was just the weird guy that sat in the bar. Like, he would always just be super weird and unsettling. But now it's like, oh, he's just a little guy. (laughs) I like him. Like, (laughs) he's just a little guy. Like. I really love them, and I'm glad that they're in the finale, too. Me, too. They've yeah. really become a, a whole part of the thing. I'm like, they're they're part of the experience. I hate that the best thing we're pulling away from this episode is Kermit yeah. was funny. I but... just think Jim Hotmouse is so cute. I love him. He's just a little guy. So, yeah, gold star to Christian Isaiah, gold star to Jeremy Allen White, yes. and uh, gold star to Noel Fisher. Everybody else this week could have taken a nap, and it would have been yeah. more interesting. You're not wrong. Listen, three good episodes in a row. What else did we expect? But a dud. A dud was coming. And that's the hard thing is that after the screeners and everything, my my expectations were literally in the core of the earth. They were so low, and yet I they managed <laughs> to disappoint me even more. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the anti-Semitism, honestly. But uh yeah, I The anti-Semitism left a fucking cold taste in my mouth this this whole yeah, episode. Yeah. I was like, ah, but that was majorly fucked up also it's like nothing about that makes sense oh a jewish girl rejected me a jewish girl's father wouldn't let me marry her because i couldn't learn hebrew i think i will turn to the teachings of hitler now fuck is wrong with you yeah 
it's, <sighs> we could go on about that for hours and hours. That was, that's like, it's, I hate that that's the thing that stuck with me from this episode, but like, that's some, like, hey, that was some horrible bullshit I hope, they pulled this I week. hope most of these people who worked on this episode, most of them, not all of them, most of them, I hope they un- end up unemployed. <laughs> Just for that one. <laughs> I hope their pillow is warm tonight. You know, the last three weeks we've been we've been the show's biggest fan. This week we are haters, and yeah. sometimes that happens. Sometimes and that is happens. okay. So I don't know how I'm going to edit this episode. We just ju- just started screaming and didn't stop for about an hour, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Uh, like I said at the top of this episode, if you guys want to donate to our Ko-Fi to help us keep the show going, that would be amazing. The link is on our website, which is on all of our Instagrams and stuff. All of our stuff is going to be listed in the bio of the episode down below. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks you guys for being here. Um, and we'll talk next week, hopefully after a better episode. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) At this point, who knows what we'll get. Well, see, I have, see, I I have high expectations for episode 11, but I'm probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. All right, but until then, everybody, let's let's end on a high note. Okay, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.